Welcome back to In Shambles, your source of never heard before stories fresher than a pack of USDA beef. Alongside me, we have Polo Kerber, marketing genius. How are we, Polo? I'm doing good. I'm feeling fresher than a pack of Wrigley's gum. Fair enough. I'm your host, Adam Garfield, aka Playmaker Garf, coming live from the Brojo in Austin, Texas. Coming on in shambles today, we have two-time NBA champion, NCAA champion in 2008, the pride of Alaska. His number 15 is retired by the Kansas Jayhawks. Please welcome to the show, Mario Chalmers. How are we? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing well. And alongside us, we have the marketing genius and my son, Polo Kerber. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, I appreciate the intro. Hey. He's starting strong, Rio. We're starting very strong. <laughs> so, Mario, right off the bat, you're on the Heat. You find out that LeBron James and Chris, and Chris Bosh are joining the Heat. What's going through in your head? Um, It's about to be fun. <laughs> um, for me, that time was a little bit different just because uh, – that summer, I had popped four ligaments in my ankle, so I was in the cast and crutches that whole summer. So um, I didn't get to work out with them guys at all. But I got to work, watch from a distance. So um, just seeing those guys come in, change the culture, change the atmosphere, and what was going on, um, just making a better team, making a better situation overall. Uh, it was just fun to sit back and watch at that time. Yeah, it was fun to watch as a viewer as well. Um, one of the biggest moments of your career, Game 6, NBA Finals. You bring the ball down the court. You're down three, 19 seconds left. Pass it to LeBron. He puts up the three, misses it. You know what happens next. Bosh kicks it out to Allen, makes it. Talk me through bringing the ball down in such a crunch. Like, if you don't score on that possession, you lose the finals. Talk me through that legendary play. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just my job was just to get the ball down the court. I mean, it wasn't like I was being pressured or anything like that. So, um, it was just for me getting the right spot and get the ball to Brock and see what happens. And he missed it. And like you said, we all know what happened after that. Chris Bosch got the rebound. He had different options, but he chose Ray, so it's okay. I would have made that I was shot. Watching. Yeah, I would have made it too. I was definitely watching. Yeah, what the fuck shot. was he doing? He's missing the shot. He's lucky Chris Bosch had that because they would hold that over him his entire life. Oh, definitely they would. Anything that he does, they hold over him negative. So Yeah. Uh, in 2014, the Heat put nicknames on the back of the jerseys. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You chose Rio. Is there anything more creative you could have chose, or were you just lazy? I wasn't allowed to. I had I was going with Super Mario, and uh, we reached out to Nintendo to see if I can get uh, the okay from them to put that on the back of my jersey. They said no. So I couldn't do no form of Super Rio, Super Mario, nothing. Can't change the spelling, nothing. They wouldn't let me do anything, so... <laughs> So it was a backup yeah, um, option. Yeah, it was either Rio or MC. Now it's just like, just go to Rio. Rio. Right. Polo, what would yours be? I probably would have been Luigi. That's it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't copyright that, you know? So I th- It is. It's all that's copyright. Really? Super Mario and Luigi. Right. He's the, he's yeah, that makes Like Batman and Robin. Right. Trust me. Hey, right. look, I tried. Right. I tried several options, right. and they just wouldn't let me do yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I Mine probably like, would have been like Tiny Dick or something. I don't know if I yeah, I think it's pretty I think I think it's crazy that you wouldn't let NBA championship right it's, it's, it's free, it's free promotion. Right. That's all it is. Right. I'm kinda curious with Mario, like he was such a crucial part of that national championship, which 
championship is more important to him? It's <laughs> a tough question. More important or which means the most to me? It's the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, not really. Just because, like, of course the Kansas one is going to be more important just because it's a college a college town. Um, something you don't get a chance to, to do all every day. Or, you know, well, it takes a lot more to get to a NCAA AA championship and to compare it to the NBA final. Right. So. Mario, if NIL was around in 2008, how much money would you bring in? <sighs> we were just talking about that last week, too, or last month when I was out there. Um, I'd be in the millions for sure. I definitely think I'd be in the millions. Shit, I'll hold some. Especially if I went back my senior year after hitting that shot, I'd oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like definitely been in the millions. All right, so on top of Kansas, who's your all-time starting five Kansas Jayhawks? All-time starting five. Um, that's tough. You got to put yourself there. Yeah, I'm definitely in there. Paul Pierce is in there. Um. The tough one is between Joel Embiid and Will Chamberlain at the five. That'd be that'd be my tough decision. Just depending on what game we playing, what style of play. Yeah. But the other four definitely. Um, I'm gonna go. We'll go Wayne Simeon. I'm gonna go Paul Pierce, Keith Langford, and me. And then between JoJo and Will, one of those. Okay. I like it. So, obviously, you played with guys like Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Chris Bosh. What was the biggest challenge playing aside these guys? Um, the biggest challenge was not being on the court and not sitting there watching and actually still playing the game. Uh, you know, when you play with Hall of Famers like that, they do some amazing stuff on the court. And make some amazing shots where you just sit back and be like, wow. And, you know, not getting caught up in that moment, still being able to do my job and still have fun with the, the whole situation. I feel like it'd be tough, too. Just like you have all these like NBA legends, you know, and then if you go off and drop 30 points, the whole discussion is like, OK, yeah, Mario did that. But like, why didn't LeBron do shit? Why didn't Dwayne Wade do shit? So it's always like they're the focus. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to that. Uh, that that happened all the time. So that 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 didn't bother me at all. I got used to that very quick. Yeah. It's almost like the middle child syndrome, you know? The middle child never gets that much attention. Never. Po- Polo, Hardly ever. Polo's definitely a middle child. I'm top dog, bro. Oldest in, yeah, the, oldest right. in the pack. Yeah, no. Right. Oldest in the pack. All right, Mario. Is it true you call LeBron a bitch? I said stop playing like a bitch. That's, That's that is different. That's fair. That's different. I didn't call him a bitch. Was he playing like a bitch? Um, I think we all was at that moment. Like everybody was just complaining about a whole bunch of different shit that was happening on the court and nobody really wanted to take ownership or take accountability of it. And, you know, me being the little brother, you know, the little brother's always gonna stand yeah. up and, you know, call out the big brother. So that's what I did in the moment. Um what happened, happened. <laughs> that was fucking electric. Reading that story, that's like, I'm like, fuck yeah. Now, how the fuck is, how the fuck is Udonis Haslam still playing? 
Because if you actually put UD in the game, he'll give you everything that you want. He'll do everything right, and that's why he's still in the NBA. Um, that's the thing. It's like UD was in the NBA for damn near three different styles of basketball. Like You got to remember when he first came in in 2003, it was a big man game still. So they were still feeding the post, still feeding Yao Ming and Shaq and all them guys. And then during my time, or – 2008 when everybody came it was more big man was shooting they were stepping outside and he's always been a good shooter so he fit right into that pocket with that stream but when you have a guy like Chris Bosh and then you have different matchups that you want to be that's what kind of puts him to the back because we wanted to stretch the court more and at that time he wasn't a great three-point shooter I don't think he was even comfortable shooting threes so it made the game easier putting CB at the five and Shane at the four and just putting a bunch of shooters around those three guys. And I think that's why he got pushed back. But don't forget, UD was a beast. Like, he was undrafted and played 20 years in the NBA. Like, can't take that away from him at all. It's incredible. It's incredible. There's even guys who were drafted top 10 and don't last five years. Exactly. So, you never take nothing away from that man. He's, he's the heart and soul of the Heat culture. Um, one of my good friends. Um, yeah. So, you can never – I hate when people ask me that question because it's like – if you go against UD right now, he'll still lock you up. He'll still bust your ass. I'd probably so run off the court like, with the second he tried to Yeah, it's not off. like it's just the game's getting younger. Yeah. And that's, they don't want vets no more. So that's why that's what's happening. Yeah. Bro, just imagine like how crazy the crowd would have been real last year when you were on the 10 day with the Heat. If they would have subbed in you and UD at the same time, like probably would have exploded the arena. Yeah, we tried. Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened with that one, but, you know, NBA's a business. Hate the organization. They do what they got to do. I got to write Spolson an angry letter. <laughs> I'm sure he got a couple of those from a couple of people. For sure. Him, so. I threw a brick at his window. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention too much to the NBA this year, but scoring has been off the charts. There's uh, 44 guys averaging over 20 points. What do you think is the reason for increased scoring by players? Um... How hard is it to get 20 points when you're shooting five to ten threes a game? Especially when you can shoot. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, the game nowadays is more possessions, more threes. Um, it's a faster pace. So, uh, it only makes sense that the scoring will go up, more people will average more. But it's also a test to, you know, the young guys and how much skill they have, how much work they put in to get to that possession. Because, you know, you can go out there and still make shots and practice, do everything you want to practice. But when that popcorn is popping, you still got to put on the show. And that's what the young guys are doing. They're still putting on shows like that. And I feel like the lack of defense, too. It's like, it's still there, but it's not as, like, up in your face as it used to be. It's different. The rules are different. Um, you can't really touch anybody now, nowadays. And, and I mean, it's very hard to be able to trap somebody and get back to a three-point shooter that's five, ten feet behind the three-point line. So the game is just evolving. So it's just making it – it's making everything a little bit harder – and in our eyes, is making the thing. It makes it look easier. Gotcha. Uh, something that Polo and I have debated about was Polo said that Michael Jordan is just a product of good marketing. I want to hear your thoughts. I'll let Polo explain what he's saying, and then I want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I got to hear this, Polo. All right, no. So my my point <laughs> is just that Michael Jordan, as far as like the goat conversation, right? People make it like he's untouchable. There are nobody nobody will ever be better than Michael Jordan. But it's really just like the timing of when he played. Like if you swap Jordan and Magic era-wise, 
they would say that about Magic because he was coming in like right when the NBA was becoming like this global game. So he got Gatorade, he got he got the Energizer commercials, he got Ballpark Franks, like all these things. He's just like in everybody's face. So I feel like he's he's it's Michael Jordan, but the reason that he's where he is at, and they say nobody else can touch him, is because the era that he played in. I disagree. Well, to you me, disagree. if you look at it, Magic Johnson was the face of Converse. He was Converse. Converse was the NBA back in the day, right? You can't blame Jordan for being, like you said, in an era where the marketing is different, is bigger at the time. There's more companies that want to work with NBA players, but at the same time, why MJ is my goat? This man went six and zero in the final. Right. He, he dominated the nineties basically. Like yes, Brown went to nine straight finals. Jordan dominated a decade, took a break, and only let somebody win two rings. Right. He's he's I mean like, only been bro there's only been three teams that won a championship in the nineties from nineteen ninety one right. to two thousand. There was only three teams that won a championship. Right. And I bro it's you go to bronze area, there's a couple teams. Right. Four or five. Right. That's it's cause he it's cause he was taking L's. But Jordan was also Larry Bird has said this, bro, that the the product of basketball gets diluted in the nineties because all the expansion teams and how the NBA was growing. So you didn't have like Jordan's team is Hall of Famers. You took when Jordan retired, the Bulls still won like almost sixty games. They still went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's like, yeah. So so okay. So his team was loaded. That's, that's Pippen, right? Pippen took the, Pippen took the rest, right? But why is it Brown being compared to Pippen? Because LeBron was like, the because LeBron know. was the leader. This is the so was Pippen at that time, right? Pippen had Pete Myers, Booby Gibson. Jordan's Augustus, right? Luke Long, like so. It was kind of that same, right? Same thing. And Pippen couldn't take them to the finals, but Bron did, right? So that's why Bron is better than Pippen in that regards. But this is how I tell people: we've had four like culture changers in the NBA, right? Jordan, yep. Bron, yep. Kobe, and Curry, and I say. You got to put AI in there. Yeah, 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 fashion, yeah. Yeah, fashion, what? Yeah. But I'll say this. Nobody fears Bron. Nobody's like, damn, I got to go play this Bron tonight. Nobody said that. I don't know why. Right. Because I've seen people be scared when they actually line up to them, but they're not scared thinking about that match. Right. You hear anybody from that era talk about going against Jordan, there's a fear. Right. So when you have people that fear a player, and that's telling you something different already. Like, Jordan's just that guy. Like, everything was, I want to be like Mike. Right. And I don't think it was because of marketing. No bro. It's, bro, Mario Mario it's, just made my point. Mario said, I want to be like Mike. That's a commercial, bro. It yeah. is a commercial, but that, right. that has it's nothing marketing. to do with the fear. That it's has nothing marketing. to do with the fear. The fear, of, the fear I respect. The fear, I, I get the respect. The fear, okay. that's exactly why Jamal Crawford is my goal, because I would have been afraid right. to go <laughs> That's a whole different – that's a whole different – different top there mario polo said that jamal crawford is, is better than michael jordan i mean that's his own personal opinion but <laughs> in what way ball handling yeah bro There's just no, like bro ball handling absolutely jamal yeah. crawford played michael jordan in a commercial and played against michael jordan 
Very similar styles, bro. If you put if you put Jamal Crawford in the nineties, he would be a killer. Fair enough. That's that's just my. Th- I don't know. See, this is this is my conversation. This is my take, right. and nobody brings this to right. Me. We talk about the nineties play style. Yeah. Jamal Crawford. I'm now. This is hypothetical. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Jamal Crawford can do all that ball handling because they're hand checking. True. True. Their hand is on your hip right. the whole time you're trying to move, and they're guiding. Right. Jamal's like me. We're frail. We right. wasn't that big. Right. We wasn't that strong. So we're probably easier to move yeah. in those yeah. days. Okay. You put those players in Jamal Crawford's days and these days now. Right. Oh, they're going to get fried because they can't touch nobody. Okay. So I got to I got kind of a. I got a hypo, uh, hypothetical for you, Mario. So we got prime Mario Chalmers, right? 90s era, your era, or today's game currently. Which one do you think you would be the best player in? Prime Mario. Who my teammates? That's my problem. Same team, same teammates you had. Same teammates you had, but you take you take your teammates and put them in the nineties in your era or currently today in today's game, everybody at their prime. Which era you want to play in? See, it don't matter because I had D Wade Brown and C D. Like <laughs> that's not really fair. Right. Like I I I'm taking them guys in any three of those eras we're we're rocking. Right. So any team, but are you the best team of all time? The big three team. Best team of all time? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I can't say Top that. Top five? I think we were on. Because it wasn't, wasn't there a point you guys won like almost 30 games in a row, right? 27. Yeah, we're top five. Yeah. I definitely 27 top five, was counting. Yeah, 27 was counting. That's, that's a good I mean, 27 in a row in the NBA, I don't care what era it is. That's hard, bro. The Knicks were on a nine-game lo- uh, winning streak, and they lost to the Hornets last night. The they were up 15. Bro, but it does, what yeah. I'm saying is it's hard to win every night. If the Knicks, yeah. they're in a nine-game winning streak, they lose to the worst team in the league, up 15 in the fourth. Like, it's hard to win. every, And every single team is going to give you their best, especially when it's the Heat. They're on 27 games. You're not trying to keep adding to that record. You're trying to make a point. It's a lot of young teams, too. They just come out hot. It's hard to do, bro. Mario, how about this? If you put Prime MJ in today's NBA, how many points is he getting? Prime MJ in today's game is Jeff Teague. No, I want to hear what Mario said. Then we'll go, then we'll unpack what you just said. We'll unpack that. Mario, how many points does Prime MJ put up today in the NBA? I think he still gets his 32, 34, still around that average. I don't think it's anything crazy because we ain't see Jordan shoot a lot of threes. Okay. He, can, so he, can, he can't shoot. Good. Oh. Nah, I know. That's what they said about Bron too. That's what they said about Jason Kidd. They were there, there was disrespect to LeBron, bro. LeBron is a top ten all time three point shooter. Michael Jordan was shooting like 18 percent. But Jordan didn't play when there was a lot of three pointers. Yeah, different yeah. Game. I mean, I guess if Jordan, the way Jordan worked, if he would have adapted his game and like practiced threes, I, I will. Ne- I'll give I you that. will never, ever, ever say LeBron James is a better shooter than Michael Jordan. And I will never, ever say Michael Jordan is a better shooter than LeBron James because we don't know. That's right. not – Jordan didn't play in the era where you shot a lot of threes. LeBron played in the era where you didn't really shoot a lot of threes, and now he's playing in the era where you do shoot a lot of threes. And at that, he's still, what, 32 33 34% maybe? Right. He's still not over 35 Yeah, so it's kind of like, eh, tough one. 
I just feel like I don't know how good Jordan would be in this current era. Because you see, like, so many players like Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, like, players like that. I feel like they're very, like, Jordan-esque as far as the way that they play, their play style. So if you put Jordan in this current era, I feel like he would be, like, one of those guys. I, he so he's not, not he's, Jeff Teague now? Jeff Teague, I feel like, Jeff Teague I feel like was, a, was, a, was an all-star, bro. He, yeah, that's what I told Man, you. Stop. He was a Jordan's not going. Jordan's not going six for six in today's game, bro. Absolutely not. So he's better than Jeff T. He's not going six for six. What you mean? Six rings and six tries in today's NBA. It depends who his team is. The same team, like, bro. That same Bulls team. Mm-hmm. They're not going six for six. With Steve Kerr and them shooting threes, I don't know. I don't know. Jordan, like, Jordan put a different type of fear in people's heart. Like, that is different. Bro, you see these young kids today, they don't even, they don't, they don't respect people. They don't care about these people. They say that, they, they say they're better than LeBron. It's no fear. Yeah, you have to. They don't guard either. They don't guard. It's a difference of what you say, yeah. and it's a difference when you line up right. and you put that, right. them shoes on, we on this hardwood. Like, what's up, right. man? That's a whole different ballgame. Like Jordan, Jordan's a different, different beast. Like you, if you look at people like Anthony Edwards, they be like, "Oh, he has athleticism like Jordan." Right. Jimmy Butler has athleticism like Jordan, or Kawhi Leonard shooting like Jordan. They're they're averaging twenty five plus all three of them. Right. And you don't think Jordan would do that? But they don't got six for six rings, bro. You're you're backtracking on on your point here. You, anyway, whatever. I'm not Six for six rings. Six for six will be tough right now. I I agree with right. you on that. Do I think he could do it? Yes, I think he could with the right team. We got to figure out some kind of AI or something like that that can run we'll those. We'll sim numbers. it on 2K. Right. We'll sim it on 2K. Right. Mario, you're more proud of winning two NBA championships or the Greek Cup in 2020? Two NBA championships. What kind of question is that, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, Greece is a nice country. I'm sure you enjoyed your time there. It's definitely a nice country. It'd be even better if they paid on time, but you know. You play with Dylan Brooks? On the Grizzlies, yeah, that was my rook. Oh wow, okay. Is he a they dirty don't player? They don't like him in the league. They don't like him. He's physical. They don't. Yeah, they can't stand. Him. How would Dylan? But I mean, like when Dylan came in, that's what we was. We was grit and grind. Like we didn't we we didn't take nothing from nobody being at Memphis. So that's kind of like what he came into. So it's it's kind of like that grit and grind is what Dylan's trying to portray. Right. But it is sometimes a little extreme. How would Dylan Brooks do in the nineties? Uh, I don't know. This is my thing with the nineties. It's trash. So Dylan Brooks in the nineties would be Michael Jordan, bro. Everybody's no, Michael. No, but this is the thing. In the eighties, well, in the eighties and nineties, like all this tough guy, right. that wasn't happening because they punch you square in your, in your, in your face right away, Facts. and that's going. You either gonna fold or you gonna fight back. Nowadays, everybody just talks. Right. So when you actually get hit, what you gonna do then? Right. That's why I have a lot of hesitation when I say, "Oh, I don't know if he could play in the '80s or right. he could play in the '90s." Skill wise, everybody could play back in the day. Right. That's no brainer. That's easy. Right. Heart wise and physicality, that's where it's like I don't know. I don't know if you would make it. Right. The gas Kobe, Kobe wouldn't have been in the '90s. Remember, he got hit with that two piece by the Knicks. Pop out. He didn't know what to do. Yeah, Chris yeah, Childs. Childs. He didn't know what to do. You get hit. Man, it's, it's a whole different story. All right. 
Mario, what do you think about highlight culture in youth basketball now? What do you mean? Everything now is just for hoop mixtapes. I mean, everybody has a hoop mixtape back in the day. Like, only the best players got that. Everybody's doing it for social media now. Like, what are your thoughts on, you know, kids these days just trying to do shit for social media rather than focusing on hoops? Um, it's content. It's what's getting them paid. It's putting money in their pockets and feeding their family. So it's hard to be against it when, you know, you're in a high school kid coming into a situation where you can make money and provide for your family uh, before you even get there. So um, I don't think it's bad in that regards. I think it's a good opportunity for kids. I think it's special a little bit. What about what about when the kids go like head top? You think that's over the top when you get ducked on and the whole team come over? Nah, that's lit. You got to do that. Bro, it's funny, but like if I'm the one getting ducked on, I'm getting up swinging, bro. I don't. Oh care. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't see, do that to see, me. Kids ain't built like that, bro. Right. Everything's for sure. Right. Everything's for content. Funny, like it don't mean nothing to right. these kids for the most part these days. So I agree with you on that yeah. one. Like you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, do you, that you, yeah you're not doing that. Whose game do you like right now in the league? Um, young guys? Anyone, yeah, but let's go young guys. Uh, I'm a Jason Tatum fan. That's my guy right there. I love Jason Tatum's game. Um, definitely a Kyrie fan. Always been a Kyrie fan. And then I'm a fan of Jordan Poole. You know, he takes some ill-advised shots sometimes. The way he plays, I like the way he plays. I'm, I'm a fan. He's smooth. I, I respect his ill-advised shots having Curry and Clay on his same team. And that's like two of the, like probably the two best shooters in NBA history. And you just still yeah, shooting however like, you want. Like, I, <laughs> I, take a lot, I take a lot of confidence. Bro. I like, he don't care. That's the, right. that's the, that's the fact that he doesn't care. Right. Have you seen the thing about Batty sitting courtside and he plays better when that happens? Mm-mm, I ain't seen that. Anytime there's a baddie sitting courtside, Jordan Poole drops off like 40 points. Well, I think that goes for anybody. <laughs> Any player that's a baddie sitting courtside. <laughs> Austin Reeves, whatever his name is, the Lakers, he went off. Yep. Like, yep. That's just typical. Right, right. Fall into the crowd on purpose. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you've heard about it. John Morant's getting himself in some trouble. You got any advice for him about you know how to handle himself? Um, just realize what you do. Uh, you're a basketball player. Uh, you made it from whatever situation you was in, whatever whatever you came from. You worth two hundred million. Don't don't lose it trying to impress your friends or impress the cameras or, you know, being something you don't need to be. It's tough. I mean, everybody. It's hard to know exa- his exact situation, but at the end of the day, like. You're a role model to these kids. You're the face, one of the faces of the NBA. It's just you can't, you can't be doing that. What does it feel to be a March Madness legend nowadays? <laughs> it feels good. I know it's a special month. Um, you know, I'm gonna hear my name at least a couple times throughout this month, so it makes me feel good. Um, and then being a big basketball fan, this is when it means the most to the college teams. Everybody's putting, you know, their life on the line, their hardest game plans together and you just see you see all the hard work and all the different talent that's out all these different schools yeah i mean I, I went to texas i'm a big texas fan i know polo roots for the jayhawks especially jaylen wilson what yeah. makes ku different from other programs 
we beat the hell out of Texas every time. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. You put the Kansas team right now against Texas in the nineties, they're fucked. Why? No, 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 it was a joke. It was a joke. Forget it. Oh, Forget okay, it. Okay. I'm about to say that's not even the You know, this year I like, I like Kansas. I gotta rock with my dog Jalen Wilson. Mario knows that, and I rock with Mario too. I, this year, bro, I gotta root for for Houston. Just because, uh, you know, the Final Four is in Houston. We got the national championship. I got Jamal. I got Marcus. So, you know, fingers crossed. But if I think – I hope we play y'all for the national That would be dope, bro, because, you know, Jalen is from Texas too. So, like, I feel like the whole stadium is going to be and like his KJ. family. And K- KJ Adams from Texas? Yeah, he's from Austin. Oh, wow. So uh, that, no, yeah. that was that'll, be, that'll be special. Like, to even if it's like a Final Four matchup or – uh, but it's it's hard, like you said. They like, gotta make the final four. Yeah, we got some players. Yeah, that's that's the that's the <laughs> hardest part in college is it's one and done. I feel like in the NBA, yeah. it's like no matter what, like the better team, it, you got a seven game series. So it's like very rarely is there like an upset. Like the UT upsets, but it's it's very hard. I feel like in yeah, college, yeah, right. college basketball, it's like any given day, especially when you get to March Madness, bro. That's the best thing about March Madness. I love it. I, I wish that the NBA would have a tournament like that where it's just like one and done. And like even if it was just like once every like 10 years kind of thing, like not every single year, but just like a very special like this year we're going to do this tournament and this is how the, the championship is going to go. Like, a, you know, a benchmark kind of thing. Like when they had the 75th anniversary, they would have did like 75th anniversary, like one and done tournament. And they had that. That would be insane, bro. Just think about because you could have – the Warriors just get dropped off by the Hornets like on one night just because they get hot, you know, and I, f- I feel like that would make such such cool moments and highlights. Yeah, maybe for the midseason yeah. tournament. Exactly. What makes Coach What makes Coach Self different at Kansas? Um, you know, as I connect with his players, I think that was the main thing um, for us when we was there. Um, he's a players coach. Um, he listens to his players. He asks us for input. And then he knows how to get the best out of any of his players. He's tough, but, I mean, if you got tough skin, you know how to handle what he's saying. He's going to bring the best about you. And I think that's something that makes Coach Shelf special. I shook his hand once. Probably, probably reminds <laughs> What do you think? What do you think? How far are the Jayhawks going this year? Is Grady Dick the real guy? Is Jalen Wilson going to lead them to the promised land? What are your thoughts? Yeah, we're going to the promised land. We're definitely going to win the national championship. Today. We're going to be another team to repeat. I don't know. Texas might be in the way. What? Just because y'all won this last little game. Oh! Y'all played, y'all. It doesn't mean Texas is in the way. You can't just you can't walk on on. Texas is right there. Y'all always been right there. And then y'all go over there. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what Texas does. Right. I, guess, I guess it's fuck me then. I mean, Texas has never won a national championship. We can just say that. All right, that's fair. Y'all had TJ Ford. KD. PJ KD. KD. DJ Augustine. Y'all had some greats. Yeah. Can't can't get it done. Yeah, y'all just go to the – I think y'all went to one Final Four, maybe? Yeah, TJ Ford. It's funny, Paul. They can't get it done. That's what uh, a lot of people tell me in bed. But anyways, so, Mario, you're one of the 15 players ever to win a state championship in high school – national title in college, and an NBA championship. As someone who's lucky to win a 2K tournament in my fraternity, take me through each stage of winning the championship. I mean, what does it feel to win at each level? 
Um, high school was cool. Uh, Mar- hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me cut you off there. You, you're from Alaska, bro. How hard is it to win an, a state championship in Alaska? That was very hard. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not like just not a lot of schools in Alaska, and they oh, always okay. send players at you. So okay. it's not it's not a problem people. Yeah, I was in my head. I'm like, I mean. Mm. Nah, it's not okay. a big walk like that. Okay. Did Boo, did Boo's win a uh, a state championship? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I want to know how you got recruited from yeah. Kansas. Did they fly when out you're there in Alaska. How did that happen? Because my sophomore and junior year, I was leaving. Well, after the season, which our season ended in March, and you know AAU started in April, so. Every weekend from the end of March until the end of school year, I was leaving every weekend to go to California or Vegas or North Carolina playing tournaments. So that's how I really started getting recruited. And then um, I had one really good summer, and that's when I just took off from there. How did how did the tournaments like? What was that that competition like compared to, you know, back home when you? You know, you said Alaska has good ball, but going from that to playing against, you know, like the top recruits in the country every single weekend. Um, it's way different. Um, going against people that's way taller, way more athletic, faster. Um, it's definitely a collection of more better players uh, when you get to the lower 48. I think that's anytime you leave, you know, your home state or your home city. Um, if you're not in that real that real grind of basketball, then you know, you're going to get the best from everybody's state. So that's the best thing about AAU is you get to see the different competition and you get to see how you stack up against everybody else. Nice. Okay, Mario, we're going to play some clips, all right? And we want you to add context and give your take on these moments, all right? All right. With that, I think we should take a picture, uh, but we should make it quick uh, before one of these guys starts yelling at Mario. <laughs> It's just a bad pass, guys. It's not Mario's fault. True. I got your back, man. Bro, I got my back, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Did he, like, dap you up in private after that? Or? Yeah. He said he always got my back. <laughs> if I never did it, <laughs> How much we got to pay you to do that again? That's classic. A lot, because that's a classic <laughs> moment. Can never be repeated. That's a cla- how did that. how did that even happen? Like, who was just like sitting in the locker room one day, like, "Yo, we should do this." Um, I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of my idea, but Bron took it and ran with it. He took it to the to the main people and said that uh, and got it okay, pretty much. But I had seen it on uh something I was watching I seen it and I showed them I was like yo it'd be funny if we do this and I was just talking because I didn't think like these guys with these personalities like Bron, Ray, CB, Allen like I didn't think they'll be wanting to do something like this but it just shows like the camaraderie we had on this team like we just love to have fun like we did so much stuff just to have fun outside of basketball and to show that you know we really cared and we really you know felt like we was real friends but this was just a moment uh, of showing the fans how connected we was. Do you feel like that helped uh, the team chemistry out at all that year? Uh, it definitely did. It definitely did. It kept things like, um, you know, especially during the winning streak and, you know, trying to 
get to the finals and everything. It was definitely cool to have light moments and uh, just have fun with, you know, life and basketball. So the question of the day to Mario and Polo as well, who is the greatest point guard of all time? Mario, you go first and Polo and I will chime in. Y'all should go first and let me chime in. Okay, you want to do it that way? All right, Polo, you go first. Steph Curry. Reasoning? I just, you know, he he changed the game. Um, I would go Allen Iverson, but he's kind of like a, he plays both, like a shooting guard and point guard. So I don't feel like he's not like a true point guard. So I would say Steph Curry, just the way that he single-handedly changed the game, you know, can shoot literally from wherever on the court. Um <laughs> And his bless you, and his his range is uh, is unlimited. So uh, bless you. So that that's really you know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Steph. I think I'm gonna go with Magic. Can't deny his greatness mm-hmm. and what he was doing on the court. Um, his impact on the game was crazy. He might not have changed the game. No, he didn't. His, you know I love Magic. I told you he was better than Kobe. That, all right, we're not even getting, we're not even getting into that right now. So Mario, who is the greatest point guard of all time? I'm going to have to go Magic, I think. My thing with Steph Curry is, yes, he plays point guard, but he's a shooting guard. He's definitely a shooting guard. He's the greatest shooter to ever play the game in my eyes. But at the same time, do we see Steph Curry actually coming down, getting to a pick and roll and setting up and knowing that next player is going to be there and open for a shot? And I can't take nothing away from him. I just want to see him in a different system and see him actually do that. Because, you know, for me, uh, a point guard, I was always taught a point guard, somebody comes down, gets the team involved, very unselfish, not looking to score, can score when he wants to. But if you look at the point guard nowadays, you have to score to be able to play point guard. It's not really about setting up the next man. It's about being that killer at the top, the head of the snake and making people adjust to you. So when we have different conversations like that, um, that's why I say it would be, for this generation, what I just said, it would be Steph Curry for sure. But, you know, for me, my personal opinion of a true point guard and my two favorite all-time point guards are Magic Johnson and Chris Paul. Chris Paul does not get the respect for top point guard. And he's not because he's never led anybody to win it to a championship or even to the finals. He will this year. Which is nah, understandable. Nah, I don't think so. He will this year. All right, so jumping into Garf's top five. All right, ready for this? Top five rarest names in the NFL. Okay. Number five, DeForest Buckner. Yep. Who's, na- who's named that? Number four, Ndamukong Sue. I can't believe that's a real no first name. No Yeah, I doubt that's actually a first name. Number three, Tua Tunga Viola, it's not even his full name. It's not even worth me trying to say it because I'm going to fuck yep. it up. Number two, Rock Sin. I know you're a fan of this one. I like Rock. What's number one? You ready for this? I'm ready. Equanimity is St. Brown. What the <laughs> fuck is that? That is not a real name. Find one person who has that name and I will pick, I will give you a million dollars on the spot. Polo. I can't. That's not, I haven't heard that ever. Even his ever. brother's name, like Amon Ra St. Brown, that's a pretty rare name as well. Yeah, but, but Equinemius. I'm, I'm disappointed you left Julio Jones off the list, bro. Yeah, Julio, he, he might have been snubbed. He might have been snubbed. His, his first name is Quintoris Lopez. Lopez.
might be snubbed. Who knows? Could be a UDFA biggest, signing. That's the biggest snub of all time, bro. Contouris Lopez Jones. That's I don't know. Might be Napoleon Kerber. Might be Napoleon yeah, Kerber. I mean, that's pretty rare, too. I mean, there's only so many Napoleons. But you know what? Like, Napoleon Dynamite kind of put the Napoleons, like, you know, more on the more on the main frame. Who's in shambles? Ladies and gentlemen, the Baltimore Ravens are in shambles. Polo. They are disrespecting Lamar Jackson. Agree they or disagree? Are. I agree. They are disrespecting Lamar Jackson. I've never seen an MVP of the NFL get treated this way. It. I don't know if it's the whole he doesn't have an agent thing um, or if it's just the team just not really respecting what he's done for the organization. But I'll tell you this. If they do not do right by Lamar Jackson, they will become a cursed organization, bro. They will. And it's the way they're handling their star player, it's it's gonna deter free agents from ever exactly. going to sign and play with Lamar. I mean, if you can't exactly. even take care of your starting quarterback, MVP quarterback, literally changed your franchise. Right. And you're essentially saying, fuck you. You know, look, it's reported that the sides might be at least fifty million dollars off. I get what they're doing in the fact that like, okay, go get that deal from someone else and we'll match it. They're kinda like, You're not gonna get it. But it shouldn't even come to that. It should not come to the fact where, like, Lamar Jackson is going to other teams. Like, you clearly right. don't respect your starting quarterback enough. This is why I like the uh, the NHL version of free agency a little bit because you actually have court and they go through an arbitration and there's, like, you know, juries and they listen to, you know, the team's argument and the player's argument and then they figure out, okay, this is what you're going to get paid. Um, so with Lamar not even having that representation, you're, he's almost seeing that. Like he's seeing that this is why the team doesn't want to pay him and this is why they don't feel that value. Usually when you have the agent, there's like that that layer in between you guys. So the agent can kind of, you know, like let you know softly, like, hey, this is kind of where they're at. And then even same with the teams, they have the analytics to be able to show this is why Lamar is worth what he's worth. Um, and this is what he's done with the team. And they don't have that right now. So I don't know if they'll necessarily, um, you know, get to a point where they're on the same page. And I think if you you give him a competent GM who actually like understands his players, understands how to draft good players, they can win the Super Bowl easy. That's Thousand my thoughts percent, on that. bro. Thousand percent. <laughs>